Hi, and welcome to Go With Nugget for Parents. I'm your co-host, Veronique, and I'm filling in for Rinyana, who's on maternity leave with the newest member of the Nugget family. If you're new to the show, Go With Nugget is a brand new travel podcast for parents by parents. In each episode, we talk to local parents about an exciting destination that should be on your family's radar. And we'll discover all the nuggets of advice you need for your perfect family vacation. So if you like our show, please subscribe and leave us a review. It'll help us rise to the top and give us a chance to help more families with their vacation planning. Today, I'm excited to take you on a tour of our hometown of New York City. In this episode, we chat with Beth Beckman about her favorite things to do with kids in the Big Apple and why it's a city every family should visit at least once. She shares her insider's knowledge on how to tackle the city that never sleeps. Whether you're here for a week, a weekend, or something in between, we'll help you make the most of it. Beth has lived in New York for nearly 20 years and never gets tired of exploring. For the past seven years, she's been joined by her son on a quest to find new hidden gems in all five New York City boroughs. You can follow their adventures on her blog, Little Kid Big City, at www.littlekidbigcity.com. And soon she's launching the Little Kid Big City Adventure Series, kicking off with a children's picture book called Little Kid Big City, New York. Beth is a Nugget contributor and the curator and co-founder of the wildly popular Instagram accounts, FOMO Feed and FOMO Feed Kids. You can find out more about Beth and about what to do in New York City with kids on our episode page at www.nugget.travel slash podcast. Before we dive into today's episode, I also wanted to let all our listeners know that in addition to this show, we also have a travel podcast for kids. It's called Go With Nugget for Kids. Each episode, we hear firsthand from local kids about what it's like to live where they live and discover the common threads that connect us all. So if you'd love for your kids to learn about different countries and cultures, check out the episode notes for a link to that show and subscribe. You and your kids will love it. Okay. Now, let's hear from Beth as she chats with Rinyana about New York City and why it's awesome for families. Hey, Beth. Welcome to Go With Nugget. We're so excited to have you on the show today and talk about one of my favorite places in the world, New York City. Yay. My favorite, too. (laughs) Thanks for having me. So before we start, um, since we are both locals in New York, um, I thought you could just take a minute and quickly introduce yourself to our audience and share with them, you know, how many kids you have, how old they are, and maybe just a little bit about the type of traveler you are. I mean, I know we're talking about your hometown, but it always gives listeners a good sense of, you know, who they're listening to when they hear the types of travel they do. And, and I know with you, you guys always seek out really fun things to do. I'm just thinking about the Elvis Presley trip you took. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Elvis fans. Yes. Um, um, hi, my name is Beth and I live in Manhattan um, with my husband, my seven-year-old son and a dog who we affectionately call Hot Dog. Um, we have lived here, I've lived here for almost 18 years now, all in lower Manhattan. And I am an explorer. I cannot sit still. I like to think the entire city is my backyard, and I'm always up for an adventure. Um, I have a dire case of FOMO, fear of missing out, and I love to see everything and do everything. So I'm I'm one of those people. <laughs> yes, and I feel like over the years that I've known you, I've bumped into you at 
the most random places. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the like the baby goats at Governor's Island. <laughs> yes, I remember bumping into there. Um, um, oh, I love that little park there. It's amazing. <laughs> Yeah. So so before we um, dive into New York, let's talk really quickly, because for those people who have never visited um, and they have kids and they're thinking about maybe visiting the Big Apple, what is it that you love about New York and why do you think it's it's a place every family should at least visit once? It's It's unlike anything else in the world to me. New York has everything to offer. I think it's one of those perfect places that has a a great mix of museums, parks, activities, art, and we're really lucky that it's all within cl close proximity of each other. And it really just is one big backyard and it's endless culture, endless things to do for families. Yeah, I think that's that pretty much hits it on the, on the head because there's something for everyone. And we're going to try and, you know, give our listeners a flavor of the things that are there to do. We could probably do five episodes, you know. <laughs> Agree. Agree. Or probably more. At least. You know, one for every borough. So let's let's dive in and let's talk about, you know, you're visiting New York first time with kids. What are some of the things that you think, you know, are must must do's? On the top of the list, um, definitely, uh, I'd say the Statue of Liberty has to be one of them. Unique, of course, to New York City and one of the most important statues in all of the United States. I, I think it's a must visit. And any recommendations for how to do it with kids? Because it's obviously such a popular mm -hmm. site. And I remember I've only done it once in the okay. 12 years I've lived in the city. Um, <laughs> and the lines are always crazy. It's super busy. But I agree. I think it's one of the things you want to see. So any, yep. any insider knowledge there? No, absolutely. Um, tickets in advance are great. And there's three ways to actually see it. You could go just to the island, which is honestly great enough, especially for younger children. An island ticket includes just like the boat ride over and also just access to walk around the base of the statue itself. That you can almost get day of. Those don't sell out. But if you'd like to go actually into the statue, into the pedestal, the base, or up into the crown, way in advance. The crown is actually six months in advance preparation needed for those tickets. And the crown actually only allows children, I think it's seven years or older, might be um, a height qualification that's needed there. So that needs to be taken in consideration as well. Just recently, the Statue of Liberty opened up a gorgeous state-of-the-art museum, and that's located just on Liberty Island. And all that's needed is the boat ride over for a ticket. The museum itself is free. So if you were to take younger children over, you could go to the museum experience that and everything that that has to offer and then just walk around the, the base of the statue which makes just for a perfect day in itself yeah and then bring bring like a picnic and just you mm -hmm. know enjoy the views of lower manhattan because the views from the island are also really really cool absolutely like, and for those who um you know maybe don't want to go to the island but still want to see it i mean there's a bunch of ways to to still get yeah. I mean, not as close, but, you know, I'm thinking Staten Island Ferry or, yes. or even Governor's Island. Like, do you have any other favorites for, for someone who's like, okay, I want to see it, but I'm not ready mm -hmm. to commit an entire day to go there? Yeah. No, the Staten Island Ferry is perfect for that. It leaves, I think it's every 20 to 30 minutes and goes to Staten Island. Then you can come right back on the same boat. You don't have to get off the boat if you wouldn't like. 
So it's directly next to the statue in, in its path um, in the water. So you get amazing views from the ferry and it's fun. It's a, it's always a fun little boat ride. It's free. And it's free. That's, <laughs> I mean, that's like the other thing. It's, it's totally free. And then you said there's another option that you... Yes. Uh, I would recommend going to Governor's Island. I personally love Governor's Island. I feel like we're there at least once a week sometimes because it's so close to our house. But um, you can take the New York City Ferry and or the Governor's Island Ferry to get there. It's an about five-minute ride from Manhattan. It's just um, off the lower tip of Manhattan. And from there, you can climb up on this amazing park called the Hills, which is a, a man-made hill towards the south part of the island. And that offers unobstructed views of the Statue of Liberty. And it's absolutely stunning. And right next to that, there is also that, that big hill with the slides in it, right? Yeah. Like once you take all your photos, you can then head over there with the kids and the kids can just, you know, slide down these. Exactly. Awesome. The slide hills. I think there's five slides, if I'm not mistaken. And one is super high and it looks scary, but believe me, it's fine because of the curves that they have built into it. It's super safe for kids. And children just love to play there. And anything else on Governor's Island? Because this, this might be one of the things like, I love going there too, but it may not be top of the list of anyone planning a trip. But I feel like this island in the middle of the harbor of New York City, A, the views are spectacular. But there's also so many things to do. Can you just like quickly describe for someone who has never heard of it, like what what is Governor's Island like? Like what are the things you can do there? Sure. No, it's um it's an old military base actually from back in the day. And a lot of those old structures still remain. So you'll have an old castle that you can tour and you'll have an old fort that you could tour for the history buffs, which is kind of fun. And you'll find like the old cannons still there that you can run right up to and climb upon for kids. And with all that, there's also lots of restaurants and little food vendors for anything from ice cream to a full meal to a cocktail, which is great um, to have like a little afternoon lunch. Uh, they have a great playground there that's made um, of all these awesome climbing structures. So one of spider web type variety and these great swings that children love. Also, of course, we talked about the slides and then there's an urban farm right there on the island where on weekends, families can enter and you can meet little pet goats. You can chase around some chickens. You can help actually go collect eggs. And there's a lot of activities that they offer for families as well every weekend, which is a lot of fun. And they're all free, right? Like, I mean, all none free. of that. All yeah. free. So all it is is the ferry ride, which I think is two something. Correct. And if we go early in the morning, it's actually free. So it could be a completely free day of fun. That's awesome. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I, I would also second this like as something to, definitely to do with kids because you get the quintessential New York experience. You get the views, but your kids also have space to roam around and enjoy themselves. Lots of so, grass areas. And you can also yeah. rent bikes. You can rent bikes as well, which is a lot of fun. Yes. You can even rent those family bikes. I don't know what they're called, but the ones where like yeah. all four of you are sitting in one and paddling. Yes. <laughs> so the other thing, obviously, with New York City that one always thinks about is big buildings yes. and the skyline. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? Do you have a favorite that you recommend? I, I mean, I do. There, there's, there's so many. You have a variety of options. You could do uh, the Top of the Rock, which is an observation deck on top of Rockefeller Center. There's the Empire State Building. And then there's also one World Observatory down here in Lower Manhattan. They're all great for different reasons. It kind of depends on what you're looking for. Top of the Rock has outdoor and indoor viewing platforms, which is great depending on the type of season you're going. If it's cold, windy, rainy, there's always something there to see. Top of the Rock also offers a view of Manhattan that includes the Empire State Building. Right. For photography, that's really nice because you can actually get a photo of 
you and the Empire State Building. Exactly, exactly. Conversely, like the Empire State Building, such an iconic structure. Everyone wants to always go there, of course. Just recently, they opened up a whole museum portion to the observation ticket. It brings you through the whole history of them building the Empire State Building. And it ends with this really fun, immersive experience with King Kong, which is really great for kids. So so that's fun, too. <laughs> yes. And then One World, that's obviously, that's the news of the buildings. It's all enclosed, but you get this very unique view of lower Manhattan, the harbor. I mean, on a clear day, you can see the ocean from there. Yeah, so you can see forever in all of Midtown. Um, the other two are located in Midtown. So this one's uh, like lower Manhattan view looking up, which is really special as well. I, I love that. And they have a fun elevator ride. The whole elevator is outfitted in a projection type screen. So you get this movie view as you go up and you can kind of see the history of it being built as you progress up into the high levels, which is really cool. Yes, that's. I remember that. That's very, <laughs> very neat experience. So I, I guess this family should just pick, maybe do one or two, depending on the time and the budget that they have. Any any other thoughts on the skyline and soaking it up? What are your favorite spots where you get good views of the skyline? I think it's really important um, if you visit the city, it's easy to get lost amongst the buildings and not really get a good grasp of just how vast the city is or, or what it kind of is from the outside. And I think it's important to kind of see it across the water almost or from the water. So I know we had already talked about the New York City Ferry and how that's a great way to kind of get um, a view of the Statue of Liberty. It works the same for Midtown Manhattan. You can take the New York City Ferry from any of the stops and for $2.75, which is so cheap, you can uh, go up and down the river and get an incredible view of the bridges of Midtown Manhattan from the water. Really understand just the size of the city. And it's a fun thing to do for kids. I mean, I know my boys love boat rides and I feel like mm -hmm. whenever we have visitors in town, that's pretty much our go-to thing. It's like to take the ferry, ride around the island, look at the skyline and then stop at one of the many parks along the way and you know just have the kids go to a playground and get a coffee and just mm -hmm. you know soak up the scenery absolutely um, along that line when you take the ferry like there are a couple of spots worth stopping and exploring further so I'm thinking Brooklyn Bridge Park mm -hmm. um, but also maybe um, the recently opened Domino Park Do you have a favorite? I love both. Um, I, Domino Park is really special. And as you mentioned, it had just opened. It's in Williamsburg. And it is an old Domino sugar refinery. And they kind of took that, um, that structure and recreated it to this beautiful playground. Not only does it have incredible views of Manhattan, it's a cute little taco place right there, right next to the playground. So you can have a full afternoon of taking in the city views, being right off the water, Playing in the playground, there's also a great spray ground or fountain, water yes. fountain there for the summer <laughs> that it lights up at night and is just stunning. All right there. So it's like such a great place as a destination for just a perfect afternoon with the family. And then Brooklyn Bridge Park, obviously more expansive. I mean, just walking it will probably take a few hours. Mm. Yes. Do you have anything there? Like our favorite for my family is always Pier 6, but that's on the other end of where the Brooklyn Bridge is. Um, so I feel like tourists rarely ever get there, but that has some amazing playgrounds, like one with giant slides, one with trains, one with water features. Do you have any, like, what's your favorite thing about yes. Brooklyn Bridge Park? And I will echo your Pier 6 uh, love, the same. But, you know, the, the New York City Ferry actually goes directly there now to Pier 6. So if you don't want to walk, because that is quite a walk from the, the ferry dock in, in Dumbo 
to Pier 6. You can take it directly there now, which is awesome. Oh, I did not um, know that. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, and the whole park obviously has like, you know, you can, there's yeah. there's a Shake Shack, you can get some burgers, you can bring food. In the summer, I feel like there's always tons of activities too. People go birding, um, there's yeah. beaches. No, it's great. It's one of my favorite places, Dumbo, actually. Um, I think Brooklyn Bridge Park is incredible. I mean, you can take, again, the ferry or you could walk across the Brooklyn Bridge, actually, which I think is such a unique experience. And going back to seeing the city from a distance, you know, kind of um, standing apart from the buildings and kind of looking back to realize the size of Manhattan is, is a, it's a great thing to do. So you could walk yeah. across the Brooklyn bridge from Manhattan to arrive then in Dumbo. And then from there you can, like you said, Shake Shack, or there's all the famous pizzerias over there. Um, yes. Grimaldi's or Juliana's or yeah, any of those are great. My favorite is Ignacio's, which is right there in the corner. But from there, there's a short walk. You could go to Jane's carousel. I think Jane's carousel is actually magical. It's right there on the water. It's this jewel box of a perfect, pristine carousel overlooking the Manhattan skyline. And right next to the playground, that's one of our favorites in the city as well. It's like a great little place over there. Yeah, that's the the Main Street playground, right? The Mm, one that's like a boat. Yes, yeah, it has the nautical theme. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think those are like two nice um, carrots to dangle (laughs) (laughs) Uh, when your kids start complaining when you're in the middle of the bridge and they're walking and... They're like, my feet hurt. You can say there will be a carousel ride, there will be ice cream, pizza, and a really, really cool playground. Yes, exactly. (laughs) That's how I generally get them over the bridge. (laughs) And now Ample Hills is right there as well. Ample Hills is that little um, ice cream house right there on the pier. and Their flavors are just delectable. I love their ice cream. It's incredible. So. Yeah, which is so funny. I had that on my list of questions for you, like at the end of the show, like if you have favorite ice cream places, because again, like New York is such a vast city and it's it's a walking city, right? People, I think, mm-hmm. forget that. They probably don't think about New York necessarily that way, but you're walking a lot and you need something to reward your kids, especially once they're a little older and they're no longer in a stroller and they have to walk themselves. So I feel like ice cream is is always a good motivator, at least with mine. Absolutely. No, agreed. <laughs> and Ample Hill is 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 absolutely one of my favorite places. And they have now a few locations throughout the city. I know there's one in the Meatpacking, right by the High Line. There's one, as you said, in the Brooklyn Bridge Park. There's another one in the Brooklyn Bridge Park, actually, right by Pier 6. Yep. Um, so we'll, we'll put those all in the show notes so people can look up where the ice cream is. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> to prep their kids. Yeah. Any Anything else on the Brooklyn Bridge or the bridges in general? Or do you feel like, should we move on to the next part of the must-dos when you're in New York? I guess the only other thing to add to that, um, another way of like kind of seeing the city from a different angle would be the tram. You could always take the tram to Roosevelt Island. It's something that tourists typically don't do, but I think it's such a special, crazy experience to go on that tram over the water and then end up in the island. And you can walk across that island then and have just incredible views of the city and explore all the history that that island has to offer as well. And then get right back on the tram and come back to Midtown Manhattan. It's kind of a fun little trip to do. You know, it's been on my list, but mm-hmm. I have not managed to do it. It's so far away from us. Like we're we're deep in Brooklyn, so but maybe one day I'll I'll make it there. Yeah, um, no, it's fun. I don't like heights, so it kind of scared me a bit. But my son was cheering the whole time, so it's, it's something. <laughs> yeah, definitely it's something fun, <laughs> fun and different um, to do. <laughs> and and speaking of Midtown, I I feel mm-hmm. like obviously the big the big thing about New York that everyone wants to see who doesn't live here is Times Square. Times Square. 
<laughs> yes, the crossroads of the world. You have to visit it. I mean, and it, it's it's crazy with lots of hustle and bustle and definitely massive crowds, but it, it's a must-see. It's definitely a must-see, and there's nothing else like it in the world. Do you have a favorite time of the day? Because I, I used to work around there, so I've seen it from... You know, being completely empty at six in the morning to absolutely madhouse in the middle of the day to crazy lights. Do you have a favorite time that you feel like people should not miss? I love to go there early morning. We're early risers. My son's up incredibly early, so it works for us. I know that's not for everyone, but if you go, let's say it's winter and you go at seven in the morning, it's actually kind of still dusky. It's still kind of dark and you still have the light show, if you will, of the Times Square that you have at night. And we'd get bagels on the way and some coffee. And we'd go sit on the TKTS tickets steps that are right there. It's kind of like stadium seating in the center mm-hmm. of Times Square. And just kind of taking the scene, take it all in without the hustle and bustle of the massive crowds that you might find on like a Friday evening. That sounds actually lovely. It was really <laughs> it's lovely. I, I never thought I would use the word lovely with Times Square, but that <laughs> does sound like a really nice way to do it. Yeah, it's just um, kind of more serene that way and you can really appreciate it for what it is versus worrying about all the people juggling around you at all times. <laughs> right, right. Mm-hmm. Any other advice for Times Square? I mean, obviously be mindful of pickpocketing because that does happen, unfortunately, quite a bit. We, with little kids, have them, you know, close to you so they don't wander off because if they do, you're not going to find them again. Nope. Uh, any any other advice? Well, there's certain areas of Times Square that the city has now created for these performance artists. And some of these performance artists are actually costume characters. Elmo, the Incredible Hulk, Mickey and Minnie, whoever. <laughs> Anyone who's popular at the time will be there in full full costume regala. But there are certain areas, and they're not allowed to leave those areas. So if you look ahead at the map in advance, you can definitely avoid them because sometimes it might be really tricky. They try to wave to the children and get their attention, and they, of course, are looking for a tip. So um, for little kids, it might be very hard to explain to them that, oh, no, you know, (laughs) and pulling them away from Elmo, who's, you know, waving to them drastically. So if uh, just kind of stay a little bit far from them, they can't come closer to you than that area. So they are okay. confined. And, and, and in the reverse, like if you do want your kid to hang out with Elmo, you can mm-hmm. also find him. But they're expecting a tip. <laughs> yes. No. Yes. Um, <laughs> and anything else around in that area that you feel like is worth combining? I mean, I feel like you're, what you just described about the bagel and the coffee, that sounds so lovely. But let's say you're not as early in Riser. <laughs> what, what other activities do you feel like um, would be a nice combination with visiting Times Square? Like, is it going to the Intrepid or then maybe heading uptown to the park or something a little bit closer? Sure. No, I, I love the Intrepid. I think that's, it's a great museum. And um, the, the the top deck there is actually an old, I mean, it's a boat and the Intrepid's a, an old military boat. And on the top level is an, an old aircraft carrier. So there's a bunch of old planes and helicopters and fighter jets up there. And you can tour that, which is just, it's, a, it's amazing. It's quite magical up there. Additionally, they have like submarines on site and they have an old um, spacecraft on site. So it's definitely something to miss, especially if your children are into, you know, planes and this type of thing. Yeah. And they have a whole, they have a whole children's section now to, well, I had for a while where kids can like sit in a helicopter. Yes. Play around with the controls and all that. Yeah. controls and this flight simulator and so on. Like it's, my boys definitely like that. Yes, no, highly recommend. Intrepid's uh, one of those gems of New York that, that's a must see. 
Additionally, in Times Square area, and we have all the, the, the typical Ripley's Believe It or Nots and Hard Rock Cafes and, and, the, and the wax museums of, of most larger cities. Um, additionally, we also have something called Gulliver's Gate, which is just a miniature world that they built in, in tiny scale, which is something interesting. It's not probably good for the youngest kids, but maybe a little bit older children could really appreciate it. They do all the different countries. It's like you can travel the entire world by visiting and um, again, everything is just in like miniature scale, which is kind of neat. In addition to that, we have a National Geographic, that immersive experience in Times Square, which is, which is cool. It's not an actual aquarium. It's all digital, but you feel like you're in an aquarium. And it's one experience I always send people to, and they, they really love it. And what age do you think is that best for? Because you and I had talked about it because mm-hmm. I've been wanting to take my oldest, but he's still, I mean, maybe now he's old enough, but what would you say? Because some of the experiences can be a little frightening because they're dark and like very, I mean, very real. It's very real. Yes. Yeah. You definitely feel like you're in the middle of an aquarium, no matter it is a digital. Um, Yeah. There's one scene where there's a couple squids attacking each other, which doesn't sound violent, but it actually looked quite violent on screen. And, And there's also one room where it's completely dark and you listen to the sounds of the ocean, which is which is great. It's a really amazing experience, but I agree, not for youngest, not for young children. Right. I'd say so at least five or six, maybe, for the experience. Yeah. Okay. At least. That's great. No, that that one, it's been on my list of, of mm-hmm. things to do. And there's obviously, there's theaters and plays and, yes. um, you know, what you said at the beginning, like there's, there's so many things depending on what you're after, whether that is pop culture or history or, I mean, we discovered this theater called the New Victory Theater, which yes. is has only performances for children and they're amazing and the theater is beautiful i mean it's this mm-hmm. old multi-level theater that's been completely restored but um everything is made for kids and the, i mean the puppet shows we've seen so far they've been phenomenal so they're phenomenal i agree absolutely it's, it's the best way to introduce children to theater is through the new victory programming it's perfect for kids and they're usually shorter programs as well for intention spans yeah yeah no they have great i mean they, they have shows starting for three-year-olds which are mm-hmm. 40 minutes long no intermission and then you have all the activities afterwards so if your family's into that i i would say that's something else to put on the list have you taken your son to any other plays or something Yes, yeah, we've been to a few actually Broadway shows already. He loves he loves the theater, so we're we're actually in full fledged Broadway show mode already. <laughs> but um, any we, any advice on that end, like for families wanting to do that with their kids? Yeah, I mean, I think it's all each child's different, and I think you know maybe start at one of the children's programs and see how that goes. If the attention span is there, how long they can sit. Um, and I think it also depends on subject matter. For example, for a while there, we had a SpongeBob SquarePants musical. I knew that could have been six hours long. My son was going to sit through it all because he loves SpongeBob so much. So it definitely depends on <laughs> the subject at hand. Um, we do have a lot of great Disney Broadway shows right now. We have Frozen and Aladdin and, of course, the longest-running show, Lion King. Those are all just great, great for children. But again, each child is different and you have to consider that before before booking, of course. Right. So since we've sort of like are on the path to like some of the more cultural offerings mm-hmm. in New York City for families, um, do you want to take a moment and talk museums? I mean, there's obviously so many. Um, and again, something for everyone. <laughs> but if you had to pick a couple, where do you feel like are the ones that, again, as a first-time visitor with kids, what should families 
not miss? I personally love the American Museum of Natural History. It's one of our favorites. Um, I think they do an amazing job of really engaging the youngest uh, visitors. And uh, just recently with their newest exhibits, um, they're more like gallery-esque and they're really immersive. And I think it's just just really neat what they're doing. Um, for example, the Unseen Oceans exhibit, you can sit in a, in a submarine, you can play with kinetic sand. And it's a really like hands-on immersive things that they offer. The newest one they just opened is the T-Rex, the ultimate predator. And it kind of takes a look at how T-Rex has transformed through the years and how he started and morphed into you know, the king of the dinosaurs, if you will. And that exhibit yeah. is really cool, too. And the whole museum is just full of these type of things. And those are just two of the exhibits. Um, but, of course, they have all the dinosaurs, which is great, <laughs> great for kids, all the fossils. And their fossil halls are legendary and known around the world. Yeah, and I feel like it's such a massive museum that there is no way that you should attempt seeing it all. No. I, I think you, it's it's one of those places where I feel like if there is a special exhibit you want to see, buy a ticket for that and then maybe walk around for another hour or so, depending, um, to soak in something else. But if you, you know, if you just want to experience the museum, like buy, um, you know, a suggested donation pass and and just look at the main exhibits um, mm-hmm. for a few hours and then and then head out and head to the park because again it's it's such a big museum and it can get very crowded it can so do you have what's your take on best time to go I feel like early mornings have worked really well for our family but we've also had times where we got there and it was still like mobbed mm-hmm. no I um same same as you your, your tip is you know early bird gets the worm type thing. I try to be there right when the doors open and then it's kind of you also have the more of an empty museum to yourself yeah. you know not all the exhibits are it's crowded um also because a lot of people get there in the morning if you come mid-afternoon during the week those people who came in the early morning are usually gone by then so it is yes. tend to be a little emptier and definitely do not come between Christmas and New Year's. No. <laughs> it will be so busy that there will most likely be a line around the block. Yes, I've seen these lines before. <laughs> Is there, since we're in that area, and then we can go back to, to your other favorite museum, um, sure. anything else on the Upper West Side by the Natural History Museum? I mean, there's obviously the park. Yeah, Central Park, which we haven't talked about yet. But um, one thing... Near the History Museum, we love is the Swedish Cottage Marionette Theater, which is this charming little Swedish cottage, just like the name sounds, um, in Central Park that offers puppet shows for children. As their marionette puppet shows, it's the, the vintage marionettes that um, that they have up on a stage with well, about five or six puppeteers, and they tell uh, nursery rhymes and stories, and it's awesome. It's a must do. That sounds, yeah, it's been, it's so funny. That has also been on my list, um, just finding the time. But anything I've seen from it, it looks amazing. And as you said, it's this really cute little cottage, right? Like right Mm -hmm. on the outskirts. And do they have programming year round? Do you know? They do have programming year round. Um, And just like you mentioned before, like a Christmas time, it does often sell out because they usually have holiday programming that they do with the puppets. So um, tickets in advance are definitely necessary. Got it. All right. So before we talk about Central Park, let's mm-hmm. let's let's see what other museums you have on your list. Um, the Natural History Museum, I would agree, hands down. If you're with kids, you want to spend a few hours there. Mm-hmm. If your little ones love dinosaurs, I mean, you just have to go there. What else? 
to you? Um, I, I also like the Met. Now, this is another museum that is just massive. It's, it's actually bigger than the Natural History Museum somehow. And um, there's way too much to see and do. But it's one of those cultural institutions that just has so much to offer. And they do have rotating programs as well. Currently, they have the Costume Institute, which has the camp theme, which is amazing. Um, but that always changes with the seasons and each one can offer something for kids. This one was great for children because it has these crazy costumes and dress from, you know, the last whatever, however many years. And kids love to go in there and point out, oh, that looks like a flamingo dress or, that, you know, this type right. of stuff, which it's always interesting. They also currently have um, the rock and roll play it loud exhibit, which is a bunch of like crazy guitars and drum sets and um, video projections everywhere of um, the classic rock and roll artists playing their instruments. And it's really neat for, for kids to see that. I particularly love the Met because of the rooftop. The rooftop offers incredible views of Central Park and, and Manhattan. And there's always an art exhibit up there, which is just awesome to see. You're like overlooking the city in the background and Central Park and right on the side and massive art exhibit in the middle and there's a little snack counter up there if you want to get chips or a cookie for the little ones yeah no that's it's a nice place to hang out Mm -hmm. and um they do have also programs for older kids right they do there's a children's room in the museum that you can it does fill up so you might have to go on a wait list but it's free it's included in the admission and you can just walk in and they have um, really immersive things that you can build, do, play. And um, there's instructors there to kind of help guide them through all the activities in the room. And there's also story time that they offer throughout the week. And that's free as well. Well, included with admission, I should say. Right. No, that's, that that one's definitely on my list too. And then the other one we like um, is the Whitney Museum. Mm-hmm. Again, for their family programming. Because Saturdays and Sundays they have, um, I think it's called Studio Open Studio. Yeah. Yep. Um, and it's a similar thing. You have art instructors and it's always um, the kids can make art um, that reflects the current exhibits. Yes. You, depending again, like what your kid is into. Um, I found that to be a really fun thing to do with, with out of town visitors with slightly older kids, you know, like mm-hmm. five year old may not get as much out of it, but I feel like a seven, eight, nine year old definitely will enjoy it. Yes, it's one of our favorite museum programs. Their their weekend family program is incredible. And they really engage with the children. and The projects are really amazing that they're making in, in these classes. So, yeah, I highly recommend that one for sure. Any any other ones that, I mean, again, like, there's so many, but let's, if we have to pick one more. One more. I would say the New York City Transit Museum in Brooklyn. It's one of my favorites. Have you, have you oh, been? Yeah. It's, I, we, we're debating whether we have to buy a membership. My, my, <laughs> son, is, my son is obsessed with trains, so... Mm-hmm. I think the last birthday for sure we spent there. We may have also spent the one before that there. Yeah. But um, no, it's, it's. I mean, it's such a fun place um, with all the old subway carts to walk mm-hmm. through. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a big museum. I, that was the only thing that I will always say. It's it's not huge. Um, no. So you might spend an hour, hour and a half, mm-hmm. maybe two. I mean, that's really like if you're hanging out in every cart. But it's... It's such a unique thing to you, New York, right? You learn about the transit history and how the trains were built and the kids can climb into the trains and there's this little section where they can ride an MTA bus. And mm-hmm. um, <laughs> so no, and it's and and it's it's not that far from from Pier Six, what we talked about earlier. So that's true. We, yes. We like to combine those things often because mm-hmm. there's also a little train 
in that playground. So it's like the train theme continues. Yes. <laughs> That's such a good point. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And um, no, we, we love that museum. And it's something that I think as an adult, I appreciate going there too, cause just going and walking through all the different you know, cars through the, through the years, the train cars through the years. It's just fascinating to me. He's loving it. Like we both get so much out of it each time we go. Yeah. And I, I personally even, I love the turnstiles, like seeing yes. how they <laughs> evolved over the years from like the very, the wooden and the decorative mm-hmm. metal to, to today's version. Yeah. It used to be so pretty, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, since we're talking Subway, um, maybe we, we, we take a little moment here and, and actually talk about navigating the city. Um, because unlike many European cities, the public transit system isn't very family friendly. So that's mm. something I think we, we, we just need to say. Mm-hmm. Um, having said that, it's, it's a great system to get around. So what, what would be your pointers for, for families coming that they should be aware of, but then also how to take advantage of what's there? Because mm-hmm. everything is so well connected. We already talked about the ferries as a great way to get around. But um, what's your thought on on subway buses. Right. I, I, I hate it and I love it all at the same time. <laughs> the New York City subway. Only because it's just it, it's so hard with young children. You can't bring a stroller. I mean you you can you can bring a folding one and bring it down the stairs and onto the subway. It's just it's very tricky to do so. You'll never have a subway that has a guaranteed elevator. And I say that that there are some that do have elevators, but I can't tell you how many times I've gone there with a stroller thinking I was going to use said elevator and said elevator was broken down. Oh yeah. Yeah. I more like often than, than not almost, you know? Yeah. Um, no, I think that's, that is, I think for anyone coming with kids who are still in the stroller, mm-hmm. it's a sad reality mm-hmm. unless you are, you know, be prepared to just carry that stroller with two adults up and down the stairs. It's yes. a workout, but there's no other way around it. And then worse, you can't take a stroller on a bus unless it's folded. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to get around the bus, which I do like sometimes if you, you know, trying to get across town or. Right. Like, across town. But again, I was surprised when I found out <laughs> that you have to take your child out of the stroller and fold it, which means everything that's at the bottom of the stroller also yes. has to come out. Has to come out and sleeping baby has to come out, which means you just woke up sleeping baby to get sleeping baby out. Yeah, it's. It's a, yeah, it's a sad reality. Um, it, it's you know, carriers are awesome if you can use a, if the child's young enough to still be in you know back front carrier, great. And then you can just get on the subway with ease, no problem. Right. Um, or if if the child's old enough, um, you know, umbrella stroller's the best. And then you best if you're traveling it, alone and fold it, you know, stick it on your back and you know carry the child. Yeah, down. and I think that's that's something we we both should clarify. I mean, you and I spend a lot of time exploring New York on mm-hmm. our own with our kids. Yeah. And that's where the stairs and the stroller and being by yourself is like really hard. Like if you're with a partner and you can carry the stroller, it's it's still hard, but it's it's more manageable. It's more manageable for sure. But let's talk about the good things about the subway because it's, <laughs> it's obviously, it is also part of the experience of New York. And my son loves riding the subway. He could ride the subway all day long. Yes. Um, and... There's all these fun stations that you can stop and explore. Why do you love it? I mean, there's it's the it's, it's not absolutely all bad. it's not all bad. No, um, it, it's the fastest way to get around by far, by far. Um, and and it it's so well connected, and you can essentially get within a few blocks of almost anything by using the subway, which 
is amazing. I don't think any other city is that well connected throughout all the different areas, which is awesome. Um, that being said, there's a lot of art down in the subway too, which is kind of fun. Um, some of the stations have, you know, like Todd Otteris and these little figurines everywhere. And if you look carefully, you'll see like these uh, little metal dudes kind of hanging from the rafters or like little alligator guys coming from the floor, which is just so fun for kids to kind of be surprised by these little art things. And th- yeah, there's so and what, many of them. What you know? station is that? That's, is that? That's the 8th Avenue, 14th Street, ACE, I believe, is where all those those little guys are. But, yeah, and that's, that's we'll put the link to that in the show notes because that is really fun, like walking around and just seeing what you can find and i feel like that alligator coming out of the floor <laughs> the manhole is it's it's so good <laughs> yeah it's it's so good <laughs> do you have another favorite subway station that you feel like just art wise um art wise there uh times square because uh, most visitors will end up through times square subway station at least one point there's some really great murals there um they call them the revelers and there's a bunch of mosaic children and adults kind of celebrating new year's eve with little party hats and horns which i think is just kind of great and it's perfect that it's right there in times square right yeah where the ball is above your head the new year's eve ball and um, they always have music there i feel like and they mm-hmm. it's sort of fun i love that i love coming around it's so weird i i i don't love times square but that subway station whenever i come around the corner and i hear the music it's sort of it makes me happy. Yes. Yeah. They always have performers there, either dancers or a violinist or a drummer or something. Something's there. And it's, it is fun. It is fun. It's free entertainment. And it's, it's nice to, to see that in the subway. I agree. So, yeah. So subway, definitely the fastest way to get around. But I feel like mm-hmm. you also do a lot of walking. And your son is now seven. Mm-hmm. Do you, any advice on that? Do you guys take a cap here and there or are you really going to do the subway or does he is he just a one of those kids that is just can just walk and walk um <laughs> we call it city legs no no um <laughs> we we do a, a hybrid of all of them to be honest we do the subway as often as possible we definitely take ubers more than we probably should <laughs> ubers or lifts or any of the car services which there's there's a plethora of here in the city and then we also take the new york city ferry which i know we've talked about earlier that's that's one thing with a stroller though if you are coming to the city with a younger child you can roll on to the ferry with a stroller and you don't have to take the child out of the stroller which is amazing and and it's free the stroller is free and the child at that age is free so you don't pay any extra for them at all which is awesome there's Um, a lot of good things about the ferry that's true yeah Um, yeah that's great i mean the whole stroller thing is like oh really yeah okay (laughs) because without the subway having that i was like this is amazing (laughs) i felt uh, very welcomed when that opened but yeah, no, I think, you know, depending on where you're going, it really depends. Uh, Ubers and Lyfts do offer car seats here in the city. Uh, if you book on the app, you just have to swipe over to find that car seat um, option. It is a couple, you know, it's a little bit more money, but um, there is that added safety there, which of course you should always follow, you know, the rules of, of car seats and not be without one. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so let's continue with with the fun stuff mm-hmm. in New York City because the one spot we haven't talked about is Central Central Park, Park. Um, <laughs> which I know is one of your favorite mm-hmm. places. So tell us about it. Uh, it it's magic. I, I love Central Park. We're there quite quite often, and it's great during any season. Which I mean, fall of course with the lush foliage and the beautiful colors of the leaves. Winter is the one place in the city where you're like, well, it's guaranteed, you know, when it snows, the snow will stick there and you'll have this great place to go sledding or, or just to frolic in the snow. 
spring is is lovely. We have cherry blossoms in there that that rival Washington D.C. It's just they're stunning when they're in bloom. And then summer is just just a great place to come and relax and bask in the sun or any of the pastures of green grass or you know there's rowboats. I mean, there's so many activities in Central Park. I guess we should start there. There's a number of lakes and ponds. There's one where there's electronic boats that you can rent, just like an electronic, like an electric car, remote control car. Um, they're remote control sailboats, and you can drive them around in this pond with a big remote control, which is just awesome fun for kids. Uh, right near to that are the famous rowboats that you can rent and literally row, row, row your boat through Central Park. <laughs> it's a good arm workout. Um, <laughs> But it's awesome because you can go underneath the bridges and you're in the largest lake of Central Park and you have the city skyline in the background, ducks and turtles and you know fish, friends all around. It's That's magic. There's a carousel nearby. We have a really nice carousel. Endless ball fields and sporting fields and just green grass pastures, whatever you may need there. There in the summer, we have an awesome amusement park called Victorian Gardens, which is best for younger children. I'd say maybe eight and younger. It really caters to that age. But again, like skyline in the background and all these fun carnival rides and amusements. Um, in the winter, that yeah. turns to an ice rink, Woolerman Rink, which is just a giant, it's a giant ice rink right in the middle of the park, which is awesome. We have a castle, we have Belvedere Castle, which is towards the middle of the park. Um, they just renovated it and put in a whole new air conditioning system and all this stuff and just reopened. So that's, that's fun to explore. Oh my gosh, there's a, an equestrian stable and riding stable in the northern part of the park if you want to ride horses. There's a waterfall that many people know about in the northern part of the park. That's awesome to see and happen upon. We have public pools. Yeah, the, I mean, there's so much in the park. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the northern part of Central Park, I feel like the tourists haven't ventured that far yet. I agree. <laughs> and that's, it's so serene. I mean, you can, there's like this little path to the waterfall. Mm -hmm. And you could totally forget that you are in, in like, you know, a massive metropolitan city. It's, it's quiet. Birds are chirping. Mm -hmm. It smells like the forest. Um, yes. So if you, if you're looking for an escape to get away from it, if you feel like you're having sensory overload, I would just spend a few hours there and just decompress. I agree. hundred percent. It's the perfect place because no matter how busy it is or how beautiful the weather, the park may seem busy as you first enter it. There's so much space that people just disperse and you don't even, I mean, you can find your own little part of the world there and no one will be around you. It's really magic. Yeah, for sure. So speaking of green spaces and like getting away from the crowds, because I think, you know, New York can be overwhelming. There's a lot of people, especially Manhattan, everything is very on top of each other. Mm -hmm. um, lots of impressions, sounds, sights, smells. Um, <laughs> do you have other places that you feel like would be good for families in particular to when you get to the point where like, okay, we've done two days of a lot of sightseeing, you know, let's, let's find a spot. that's a little calmer so our kids can, you know, relax and have maybe fewer things, you know, right in their face. Sure. Do you have other green spaces or spots that you like? I really like Prospect Park as well. Um, it's such a, a, one of the biggest parks out in Brooklyn and it's, it's beautiful. I mean, it's equal that of Central Park actually. They have a lot of great playgrounds and, you know, little food vendors, restaurants and stuff, bike rentals, all the same things. But it's just, it's not quite as busy. And I think you can really find like a little, even by one of the lakes there, you could go have a sit by the lake, 
and kind of just relax and chill out and there'll be no one around you, which is just, it's really special. If you really need that quiet reprieve for a little bit, that's, that would work good. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's also one where if you, if you're in New York for a longer time period, Mm -hmm. you know, not just three, four days and you want to sort of experience a different part. I think that whole area is also really nice to just, you know, walk around Brownstone, Brooklyn, Mm -hmm. take in some, you know, after cute little architecture i feel like those stoops you know pick up some ample hill ice cream and then go to the park and, yeah <laughs> um there's a there's a small zoo there too yes. so if if that's something you you know you want to treat your kids to it's you know you, it's again one of those places you probably spend two hours but um it's a nice way to get away from the crowds and just see a different part of brooklyn you know of new york yeah and there's um, a carousel right, right outside that zoo as well yeah mm-hmm. and there's um there's a little historic mm-hmm. building there too but i think they only do programming for kids on the weekend okay but it's they have like all these old games that kids can play and learn about the history no, agree. I think Prospect Park is a really nice place if you if you have more time in New York City mm-hmm. and you want to venture a little off the beaten path. Um, we talked about Brooklyn Bridge Park. Is there an, another space that comes to mind? Um, I, I love Williamsburg. We go there quite often. Um, Domino Park is out there, which we talked about earlier. But just just in general, it's just a really great art scene with a lot of different um, restaurants and shops and uh, we will trade off that you know I'll go there for a little bit of art and, and maybe shopping and then we will reward our son with a trip to Domino after um, but <laughs> it's just um, a really great New York Brooklyn neighborhood if you really want to get yes. get into Brooklyn and explore Brooklyn a bit more I would I would suggest there it's just really neat to see yeah and it's and it's such a I mean what people I think often don't recognize is Brooklyn is huge. I mean, I think it's close to 4 million people that just live in Brooklyn. So Park Slope, you know, Mm -hmm. and Williamsburg are both in Brooklyn, but they're so different. And like if you throw in something like Coney Island, it's even more different. Mm -hmm. So I think if you visited both of those places, you would get already a really nice flavor of the variety within Brooklyn. Does your family have a favorite spot in Williamsburg that you like? Um, we, we go to surf bar as for a restaurant. Um, they actually, it's, it's an old, looks like a surf bar. There's surfboards that line the ceiling and there's saw, uh, sand all over the floor. You kind of feel like you're in a beach when you walk in and they're known for their, their fish dishes and margaritas and such. Um, but, and they have a backyard as well. So think palm trees, sand beneath your feet, you know, music playing that makes you feel like you're on an island. You really do feel like you're somewhere else <laughs> it's kind of, it's awesome. kind of fun <laughs> since we are talking about like neighborhoods that that are maybe not on like the you know top 10 places you must see within new york mm-hmm. do you have other areas of the city that you feel like sometimes are a little under the radar but you really want to put them out there so families are aware of them that that's something they should consider exploring um yeah so outside of the city it'll stick there for one minute um i really we love rockaway i mean if it's summer or even not summer Rockaway Beach is, oh, here we go with the ferry again. You can take the ferry out there. <laughs> um, but it's an hour ride, and that hour ride takes you just through all these water channels, you know, to get out there. And it's gorgeous, fun ride. And when you're let off the ferry, it's about four blocks to the beach, and you're on the ocean within five minutes. It's kind of crazy. And, um, yeah, if you just want to, like, really just get away, decompress, or if it's warm out summer, you know, sunny, and you want to put your toes in the sand, that's the place. Um, the beach is lined with 
you know, beach restaurants, bars, and the such that are blasting beachy vibe music and variety of dishes and foods. And it's just really, really fun and really unique that you can be in this major metropolitan city, you know, skyscrapers around, and within an hour on just a little boat ride, you're at like the ocean and you can't see a skyscraper and you can't see, you know, it's just, it's crazy. And that's why I love New York is that you have so much at your beck and call and it's all right here for you. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. I, I used to do that before I had kids a lot because <laughs> um, it is such a nice way to, but that was before the ferry went there. Okay. I think with the ferry, it's, it's a lot easier. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. The, the park that we like to go to that's close I mean, it's in the city um, is some, um, Rockefeller Park, okay. which is right by the Irish Hunger Memorial. Mm -hmm. So it's it's literally around the corner from we talked earlier, um, the One World Observatory. Mm -hmm. So that park, I feel like, is also people never quite know it's there because it's on the other side of the West Side Highway, tucked on the Hudson River. But it's really quiet, and the playground there are a lot of fun. And they have this one called Teardrop in the summer. Mm -hmm. It has these awesome water features, like in these rocks and Again, like you feel like you're somewhere else. I mean, it's in the middle of this apartment complex, but when you're in these rocks and your kids are climbing around and splashing in the water, you almost can pretend like you're somewhere you know, <laughs> uh -huh. outside the city. Yes, no, definitely. They have um, that major slide through all of it, that tall slide, a teardrop, yes. which is just, it's just awesome. Yeah, it's tons of fun. And I know I agree. I love Rockefeller Park. Um, there's a little hut there that's managed by the parks department and you can take just an ID and you can get a basketball, a volleyball, you can rent out equipment for free. Yes, yes, you're right. Mm -hmm. And there's a big lawn and you always see kids, um, you know, playing, you know, all kinds of games. And again, I feel like it's one of those places you probably don't see as many tourists mm -hmm. and you'll you get to hang out more with local families and pick up some pastries or get some coffee, bagel, and then just sit, enjoy, let your kids run around. I think I love combining that with 9-11 with Memorial or something. Mm -hmm. So you, you've done some more serious sightseeing history, and then you you give that to your kids. And there's great restaurants around there, too, if you wanted to have a brunch or a lunch. Yeah. Like El Vase is right yeah. there, which is a great Mexican mm -hmm. restaurant. It's great for families. They have a good kids' menu, and they just they cater to families. So. Speaking of brunch, I feel mm. like brunch is also one of those New York things that we used to do before we had kids, and then yes. you continue doing it with <laughs> kids. Um, so if somebody wanted to give it a shot... Do you have a place that you you like that you feel like would give someone this that this experience of I'm having brunch in New York City with my kids? Right. Oh gosh, there's so many options. That's a thing. West Village or Village, maybe Village uh, Rosemary's or similar, like one of those that mm -hmm. have um, the great little sidewalk portion if the weather allows. If not, still has that great scene inside. Um, amazing food. And then if you're in a neighborhood, let's say like the village, you could walk over to Washington Square Park after and see the famous arch and the, the fountain there that you can actually jump into if, if you're so inclined. Um, it is legal. It's totally fine. <laughs> we, we, we know you've yeah, done, done it. <laughs> but um, Washington Square Park also is awesome for people watching. I feel like there's always something happening there. Um, it's an epicenter. It's right, right around NYU. So you just have this like really great accumulation of New Yorkers and tourists and students and activism yeah, sometimes. Or, or, there's always music playing. I can't remember the last time I've been there. Then jazz wasn't playing. We have like some at least you know three to five piece jazz band playing for free just in the park. 
It's really one of those awesome yeah. places. And they have a great playground there. Um, I don't know if I know the name of it, actually, but it has like this rolling hill spider web type contraption to it. And kids love it. Kids of all ages. <laughs> they'll either just roll down the hill or just, if they're old enough, climb and use it kind of like a monkey bar type thing. It's, it's fun. Yeah. No, that's, I, I think that's, and again, I feel like a lot of experiencing New York is is really just being on one of the squares or parks and just soaking it all up. Yeah. It's, you don't have to rush from every site um, and check up every famous building and every famous museum. Like pick a couple that are really important to your family that you feel like are interesting to you or your kids or maybe even both. Um, but then just spend some time just being there and soaking it up. Absolutely. No, totally agree. Totally agree. And the village is, is great just to kind of walk around and soak it up because you have so much history there. The village is such an old part of the city. And you have so many mom and pop type shops. So like right near to Washington Square Park, there's the chess district and the chess area. So that corner of the park there is where all people play and they play you know, competitive chess together. So you can just kind of gaze upon that or jump into a game. All are welcome. And then just one block from there, you'll find them um, these really charming mom and pop chess stores and they sell chess boards from all different eras all different price ranges and all different styles that you'll find everything from like some carved marble to bart simpson in a chess board you know <laughs> but um their knee is just like that's that's to me in new york you know it's like seeing how all that kind of relates and works together in this metropolitan city it's, it's just it's really special yeah i i think that's it's it's harder and harder to find, but I think that's what what makes New York so great. Mm-hmm. You have all these little microcosms yes. everywhere. Yes, for sure. The one thing I definitely wanted to touch on is any kind of institutions, experiences that are specifically for kids. Um, I mean, we've talked about a number of playgrounds, which we'll all put in the show notes so people know uh, what our favorites are. But if you wanted to visit something that is specifically created for kids or or very kid-focused, so whether that's a children's museum or a zoo, Mm -hmm. is there a place that you you like, that you feel like you would recommend someone? I'm always having a hard time because I feel like if you're coming to New York, there's so much to offer. So I, I don't know if I would necessarily go to a children's museum, but if you were so inclined, I think the one in Brooklyn is is really, really nice and well done. And it, and it has like this street that recreates like all the different ethnic groups in Brooklyn. And so yes, I'm just curious what, you, what your thought on that is, like of the, the very kid focused uh, places. Which ones do you feel like are, are worth doing? Completely agree with you. you. I love the Brooklyn Children's Museum. It's one of my, my favorite children's or children's museum establishment that there is i feel they have that great rainbow tunnel they have the water lab there as you mentioned they have the like the different stores and street vendors and grocery stores and all this that you can do some um you know reenact play type stuff and they have a little garden in the back that you can go into i I think it's just it's amazing it's one of the places that we still go even with my son at seven now we still would go there and he'd have a great time additionally for art fans the children's museum of the art um, is one of our favorites. They have um, these great hands-on. You can do drop-in. You don't have a class or anything. And you just walk in and there's always projects going on and they always tie it back to either a theme or something in the news or maybe an artist that they have in residence at the time. And there's this huge lab just full of colors and paint and materials and the kids can come in and create whatever the little heart desires. There's also a gallery portion to it that changes often. 
and they'll bring in artists from all different walks of life. And you can see paintings and 3D objects and sculptures and whatever it may be at the time. Yeah, I just love it. It's one of our favorite places for sure. Yeah, that that one I had completely forgotten about because there's another one um, which is a lot further away from all the main tourist sites, but it's the, um, the Sugar Hill mm-hmm. Museum. I think it's Sugar Hill Children's Museum. I'll, I'll put the proper name in the show notes. <laughs> but it's but it's similar in that it's it's an art museum specifically for children with lots of hand-on activities where they can make art. They can I mean depending on the exhibits, you know, they can engage with the art. But it's it's all the way up in Harlem, so it's definitely something you want to incorporate into something else. Maybe if you're like a Hamilton fan, you know, mm-hmm. visit Hamilton House and then maybe t- walk around the historic streets up there. But that's I think that would be another one where it's like if you wanted to make a day out of it and like plan other activities around it, that could be a fun one too. Yes, absolutely agree. We've been up there before and it's awesome. It's it's a little bit of a further distance from the city, but absolutely well worth it. We love it up there. It's great. All right. So hopefully we've given families um, a flavor of, mm-hmm. of the variety of things that they could experience with their kids and that despite the crowds and the sometimes less ideal subway situation, mm-hmm. it is a very welcoming city and it's 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 an experience your family will never forget. Let's talk a little bit about best time to visit. Mm-hmm. What's your thought on that? I mean, you you mentioned it and when we talked about the park, mm-hmm. you know, there's depending on the time of the year, there's always something going on. I feel like the same is true to New York. But do you have a favorite time that you you feel like if you are flexible in your schedule, when should parents visit? Um, it, it kind of depends on what, what you're looking for. I mean, the, New York, there's nothing like New York during the holidays. But it's also one of the busiest times to visit. So it's important to note. But from the, you know, the windows in the stores to the Rockefeller Christmas tree to the crazy light shows that we have and all the holiday programming and the Rockettes in their show. I mean, it's just, it is, there's nothing like Christmas in New York. But again, <laughs> the crowds are a little bit intense and there'll be a yeah. lot. Um, <laughs> warning. I, I would say, like, yeah, I think they, they, we have to put a fair warning yes. out there. If you're coming Christmas and you're spending time in Midtown, it is yeah. crazy. If you do want to do it, do it earlier, you know, right after Thanksgiving, because as you get closer to the holidays, it just gets a little bit worse and worse. And get up early and head out before before the crowds yeah. amass. Um, Fifth Avenue becomes such that it's, you, it's shoulder to shoulder walking. You can barely, barely step. Um, but Again, it is quite magical if you can get up early and avoid all the crowds and do it. <laughs> I say, it's magical when, when you can, when you avoid the yes. crowds. Like once you get the crowds, I find it more stressful. Yes. But no, hundred percent. But in a perfect, perfect season to visit. I love spring. I think spring's a great time to visit the city. Everything's fresh, new. You know, the trees are blooming. The weather's still. You know, it's, there's a little crisp in the air, but it's warm enough to be without jacket, possibly. And, just seeing Central Park come alive again after the winter is magic. But also along with that is fall. I think fall is a great time to visit. The temperatures aren't too hot. Um, it's all the all the great theaters are starting up again, all the theater programming. Uh, Central Park is awesome with the leaves. You can walk around. It's just, it's just fun. You got the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. If you again another crowd thing but um, <laughs> but there are ways to see it without the crowds with anything um 
And you, you can come for the balloon inflation the day before, which a little bit of a crowd, but not as bad as the parade crowd. Yeah, I, I actually would say that that's the part. Like if you love the idea of the parade and you want your kids to get a flavor of it, I think the balloon inflation is such a fun thing to do if the weather is cooperative. Because just seeing those, I mean, massive inflatable balloons come to life. And yes, there's a crowd, but not as bad as the parade itself. Right, not as bad. I agree. And you can go a little bit early and you can avoid it. Yeah, there's ways, there's definitely ways there. But yeah, seeing them come to life, I mean, it's something everyone has to see once in their life, if you ask me. It's just awesome. It's a really special experience. Yeah. And speaking of like special events, I would say um, Chinese New Year is also one. I mean, it's obviously in the middle of the winter, Mm -hmm. so temperatures aren't the most inviting to walking around, but it is such a fun event of color and sounds and I mean, all of Chinatown will be covered in confetti and your kids can, I mean, see the dancing Mm -hmm. lions and walk. I mean, it's sort of, you sort of join the parade. It's like one of those things where you, you're not just watching Mm -hmm. it. No, you're part of it. Yes. It's such a special experience. A great, I mean, we go every year. We we never miss it because it's that much fun. Um, They have awesome parades that you can watch, of course, with all the floats and whatnot. But it's almost kind of what happens after the parade. And it's just, as you said, all the lions and the dancers will just come through the street. The streets are blocked off to traffic, so it's safe. And they sell the confetti firecracker popper things. And all the kids get them. And everyone is just covered head to toe um, (laughs) in confetti. But it's great. And you really become, you know, one of the culture that day. And it's it's just really, really special and unique. I highly, highly recommend it. If that's, you know, available to someone, I, I would also mm-hmm. say like that. And then the other one that um, we just discovered last year, really, but um, is the Children's Halloween Parade, yes. um, <laughs> which is in Park Slope. And um, again, one of those, I think it might be the largest Halloween parade for kids in the country. And it's another parade where you can sort of tag on in the back and walk along and beforehand do some really fun trick-or-treating with these amazing decorated buildings and just watching the people <laughs> and the kids with their costumes. So I, I think if your family loves costumes and Halloween and you are able to come that time of the year, that's also something. And then combine it with with the nice fall weather because I agree, I feel like fall is is such a nice time to come, mm-hmm. you know, like even now, like late September as we're recording this, it's it's just, it's not too hot, it's not muggy, but there's still a lot of outdoor stuff happening. No, agree completely. And, and the city comes alive for Halloween. I mean, yes, there's a crazy parade in the village, which doesn't, that's more for adults, but um, there's so much yeah, for children. Yeah, you know, don't take the kids there. <laughs> Do not. But there are so many events and through the parks and through the museums and, and whatever, and trick-or-treating, like even in the weeks leading up to Halloween, it's just a plethora of things to do and lots of, you know, yeah. safe, crowdless um, Halloween activities. It's, it's, it's a really a creative city. So any, any holiday that, you know, they can attach to, the city just really explodes with like really fun things to do just surrounding that theme of the holiday. It's, it's really fun. Yeah. And I, I mean... Speaking of like all these crazy, you know, fun activities that that the city produces, the summer, I mean, it's hot, Mm. I know, but (laughs) it's also the time where there are so many things to do. I mean, and a lot of them are free and a lot of programming for families from movies in the park to music to Mm -hmm. just activities. So, again, if you can deal with the temperatures 
it may not be a bad time to come either because there are so many free things and all the water features are mm-hmm. in the parks. So if you have kids that are still in that eight range where they love to jump in a fountain mm-hmm. uh, or yourself, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it, it's not a bad time to come either. But um, And it will be less crowded because a lot of the New Yorkers will be gone. That's correct. Yeah. No, that's it, so true. Our playgrounds here in the city, and the water features are so incredible. I mean, they rival like a paid experience of a water park somewhere, you know, in different cities. Yeah. They really, and they're, they're free. They're completely free. And um, they've really, the playgrounds are just top notch and, and they keep opening new ones and, and redoing the old ones. And I'm just shocked at how beautiful and gorgeous and <laughs> stunning and fun they really are. And there's such, such a wide range of them. It's, it's really special. Yeah. The only thing they need to be better about is planning restrooms. <laughs> I agree with that. Like that's, <laughs> that is another problem I find like exploring New York is the lack of, the restrooms. Lack of restrooms. No, you're so true. It, it's, um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to say about it. Yeah. It's just got to plan ahead a little bit. And whenever you see one, you just go. I don't care if you don't have to go, you try yeah. to go <laughs> just in case. Yeah. I think that's with, with kids. That's, that's one very true advice <laughs> and, and coffee shops. I've, I think I've become over the years, I would just be like, okay, you need to go. I'm going to buy a coffee. Yep. <laughs> um, and I mean, the chains can, unfortunately, like the more populated the area, the less, ideal the bathroom situation is but if you're a little bit off the beaten path it does work and you can your kids can use the bathroom yep agreed 100 Um, so (laughs) on that note um let's talk about any remaining um nuggets of advice that we haven't touched on i mean we talked about the subway we talked about um bathrooms (laughs) um (laughs) any any other advice that you have for families coming like what should they be aware of no, uh, we didn't talk about restaurants yet. I don't know if there's a few restaurants that we could kind of throw out there as as favorites. Yeah, yeah let's talk. Let's 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 talk food because I mean that's obviously something else. It's like you when you're traveling, especially if you're traveling overseas. Mm-hmm. So for anyone listening who's coming from overseas, what will your kids eat in a different country? <laughs> um, thankfully, I think in New York City that that's less of a problem because there's really, um, I mean you can just get a hot dog from a hot dog cart and hopefully that will please your kid. Right. But there's obviously so many restaurants. There's so many. It's, it's, oh, it's overwhelming to be honest. At a younger age, I think it's always a little bit trickier to get uh, a child to sit still and enjoy without, you know, electronic in front of them or whatnot. Uh, so in those, that vein, I always try to aim for something that maybe has some, something that they do for kids or like an immersive experience or something. One comes to mind always, and I've sent so many people there over the years, is Ellen's Stardust Diner, which is in Times Square area. I know it's cheesy and it's a greasy spoon, but um, there's something so unique and special about it. Uh, This restaurant has, it's a diner, it has singing wait staff, and they're all Broadway hopefuls. So they will belt out show tunes and, you know, numbers from Greece or whatever it may be and uh, jump up on the tables as you're eating and dance and sing around you and actually involve you kind of in the songs, which is, it's just really something I've never, in all my travels around, I've never seen anything else like it. It's very unique. And again, it's greasy, greasy food, it's diner food, but that's okay. You know, <laughs> once in a while. And right. You're not, you're not going for the yeah. food. You're really going for the for experience. The experience. <laughs> um, but yeah, something, the line will be long morning it's always really busy and there's no reservations but worth it i think it's definitely worth it and it's something your children will always remember similar to that and a more of a better food possibly angle um yeah i would say ninja new york is something that 
we've been to and my son loves. It's definitely going to cost you a bit more, um, but it is an experience. You walk in and you are have become a ninja and you're in this underground ninja lair, if you will. And there's these little um, cubby areas where your table sits and magicians will come around and do magic for you. Um, ninjas will jump out of the ceiling and frighten you, but don't worry. You can actually, you can talk to them as you walk in and tell them what level, if any, of that level you want at all. So they will accommodate youngest children. You know, probably don't want to scare a little young child with someone popping out of the ceiling. So just tell them, no, I don't want any scare tactics and they'll be fine with that. Or if you have older (laughs) children or you're like all adults, sometimes who would go there for a special occasion and you want to be scared of the Jesus out of you, no problem. They'll do that as well. So it's kind of one of those um, great things that you can kind of tailor to whatever it is. But yeah, like all some of the food will be lit on fire when it's, you know, into your table or it has some magic to it or something. There's always something that's happening. So it's kind of neat. Again, very unique and different. Yeah, I don't know. Another one, um, I don't know if I'm saying this, um, Pana 2 Garden, which is that Indian restaurant in the East Village. Um, oh my do you know God. what I'm talking about? Yeah. The lights, the lights. <laughs> yes. I used to live around oh, the corner from okay. it. It is. I, it's, it's a hoot, I right? Take, <laughs> a, oh my God. Yes. I, it's, I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, it's, it's a tiny railroad restaurant, but it's completely decked out with Christmas lights and all shapes and forms. <laughs> and it's, all of them are blinking on different timers and um, it's cash only mm-hmm. and it is really really small so that's would be my only hesitation with stairs you put the stairs to get in and with, and with stairs so yes <laughs> so if you go you can't be in a big group and you have to have kids that that know how to behave in a tight space <laughs> yes like i wouldn't take both my boys right now because they're too little, they're too, little. And too active okay. but um and yeah but it is an experience it's and it's cheap and it's actually the food is it's, it's good, good. Like yeah. It's, I mean, it's it's not it's not award winning, but it's also not that you right. Um, the only thing I will say, I don't know if that's still the case, but there's four in that little area. Right? Yes, yes, in that uh-huh. area. So it's like it's two at the bottom, two at the top, and I think it's the top right. <laughs> I I'll look that okay. up and I'll put it in the show notes. But I know exactly what restaurant <laughs> you're talking about. I mean, that is it's an epic experience. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> and kids will love it I mean (laughs) I I can't wait to I think my oldest is ready to go maybe I should just do a trip just with him him. because he would love it like all the lights because I remember they have T-Rex lights and Mm -hmm. they had like hot peppers hanging mixed in with regular Christmas lights I mean (laughs) it's crazy (laughs) yes um no so there you can definitely have like very um unique dining experiences in New York. Um, And then there's the traditional New York food, right? I mean, there's bagels. Yes. Um, You guys have a favorite bagel store? Um, I love Leo's Bagels, but that's in the financial district. Um, They're they're like world famous. If you come up any any day of the week, it could be a Saturday, the line might be 100 people long. (laughs) But they they deliver. They deliver. So it's okay. You don't have to worry about it. But but, um, yeah, honestly, you can't get a bad bagel in, in New York City. They're just, they're so good here. It's just something, something about a New York bagel. Just like the pizza, you know, even the, even the 99 cent pizza or whatever those stores are. (laughs) It's still good pizza. It's good pizza. There are some, (laughs) there is some good 99 cent pizza. Mm -hmm. Um, No, our favorite bagel is up in, again, like up, up in Upper West Side, Absolute Bagel. So we'll put that in there as well in case people end up finding their way up there or staying up there. 
Um, which actually that that might be one of the two last things I would love to talk about is like neighborhoods that you feel like make a good home base. And then let's talk also, cause that's sort of connected is cost mm-hmm. and any advice for, for how to save money. I mean, we talked already a little bit about it, but, um, but maybe let's talk neighborhoods first. Do you feel like, cause obviously a lot of the big chain hotels will be in Midtown, mm-hmm. which I would generally advise people from staying away from. I agree. <laughs> with kids. Yeah. Because you don't want to come out of your hotel and be already surrounded by this massive amount of people and noise and there's no playgrounds and no space to decompress. Um, so true. So if people like where, what do you tell your friends and family when they visit? Um, what would be a good place to neighborhood to stay? Um, yeah, I've actually sent a few to the Conrad in Battery Park City, which is right by Rockefeller Playground that you were speaking about earlier and the Irish oh, yeah, Hunger right. Memorial. Um, they're great with children. It's a good location because you have all the green space and playgrounds right there. Great um, dining destinations right there as well. It's a little bit more um, away from the subways and mass transit, but I think it might be worth it for the, to have that relaxing time of in the green space at your you know, immediate right. disposal. Um, there are a couple hotels now in Dumbo. They're a little pricey, but if you can do it and to yeah. look at Manhattan from there, again, with the playgrounds and, and green spaces right in front of you is, is amazing. Also, if you have to be in Midtown, maybe towards Bryant Park would be my suggestion because Bryant Park is a little oasis in the middle of the craziness. True. I really yeah, like Bryant yeah, Park. You can, mm-hmm. And in the winter, you get the skating. You get the skating. In the summer, it's a nice. Yeah, and in the summer, yeah. they have free board game that you can just rent and borrow. Um, they have mini golf. They have table tennis all right there. There's a little children's library right there in the park, right in the open. They have lots of children's programming during the day. And of course, the big green grass right in the middle and the library. And on that note, I think, I mean, I've I've suggested the Upper West Side to Mm -hmm. friends before because it's it's. If you're close to one of the express trains, you're you're everywhere in the city so quickly. Um, and there's a number of hotels up there that are more reasonably priced. I mean, with it, whatever, whatever is reasonable in New York. But you also might be able to rent an apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, and that way you walking distance to Central Park and you can get on the two express train or if you're closer to the park, get on on either the blue or orange lines and you can be anywhere in the city in like 20 minutes. So true. So it's, Mm -hmm. that's um, a great area to stay. I agree. Okay. So last one, (laughs) how expenses, because New York is obviously very expensive city. Um, and lodging will be a big chunk of it. Mm -hmm. Um, any, any advice on, on how to make the rest of your stay a little bit more affordable? I mean, you can obviously do a picnic and, Mm-hmm. Any of those great parks that we talked about earlier, the ferry is is affordable way to get around. <laughs> the ferry. So no no need to take um you know an expensive tour boat. Right. Any any other things like on on the museum fronts maybe or like admissions. Um, if you, if you plan in advance enough, you can look at the days of the week. There's usually a, a free day um, at all the museums. At least if it's not a full day, it'll be a portion of like Friday evenings or. Friday afternoons will be free. Um, so you can plan for that. Otherwise, um, some of the museums do have pay as you wish, like the Met Museum, for example, if it's just donation based and there's no, I mean, they recommend 20, but you don't have to pay 20. If you can't pay 20, you can't pay 20, you know, and they'll still let you in. So um, just, just these type of things, you can play with those. Um, 
lots of like the children's, like I know CMA, Children's Museum of the Arts, has free Thursday afternoon and evening admission. Yeah. So you just have, if you look ahead into the schedule, there's always some offering. So you don't have to pay for those, those prices like that. Yeah. For, I think that's, that's probably the biggest thing mm-hmm. because if you're coming with a family of four, right. let's say two kids, two adults, like it adds up. Like if you have to pay it does add $20. Um, so if, if, if it's, you know, suggested donation and, and you're right, like even the natural history museum, you have the option mm-hmm. to only buy a pay as you wish ticket, which, won't let you into the special exhibits but again the permanent dinosaur exhibit is is phenomenal mm-hmm. like so unless you really have to have to see one of the main ex- like the special exhibits you could you know get in for a lot less money okay i feel like we covered <laughs> so much um this has been such an amazing um tour through new york city and i i even learned a few new things that i will add to my list um okay. i feel like the, the marionette um puppet theater has to go back on our list of things yes. we want to do this this winter well thank you so much for um sharing with us your thoughts on new york city um and um yeah thanks for being on the show. <laughs> thank you for having me this is fun i feel like we could talk for longer <laughs> wow Even after living here for eight years, there is so much to discover that I didn't even know about. I love the in-depth insight into Brooklyn, a part of New York City that's often overlooked by visitors. I personally can't wait to take my kids to the Domino Playground in Williamsburg and enjoy the ferry rides. I really hope we inspired you to visit New York as a family. And if you're planning a trip to New York, Hopefully we've answered some of your questions and got you even more excited for your adventure. For the local New York City parents out there, we hope you're inspired to maybe go a bit further afield and explore some new neighborhoods. And if you know of anyone who might find this episode helpful, you can hit pause now and click the share icon. Also, if you're thinking about a trip to a destination that you'd like us to cover, let us know. You can email us at podcast at nugget.travel or send us a note through our website at nugget.travel slash podcast. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a Go With Nugget adventure. Thanks for listening. Until next time.